0: Hey everyone, welcome to part 3 of 3 of our coverage from Pinball Expo 2014. This episode is a recording of our live stream show done on Saturday night, October the 18th. We want to give a special thanks to listener Sean O'Shea for all the help over the expo weekend, as well as Patrick Wall from the Game Room Junkies for his sit-in on this episode. It was a long weekend, but tons of fun, and we recap it all here. So if everybody's ready to talk more pinball, let's get to it. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Hashtag show title.
1: Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast.
2: The Broken Token Podcast live from the 2014 Pinball Expo in Chicago, Illinois Saturday coverage. Well, Whitney, it's, uh, we've, we've made it yet again this far. How you feeling? How you doing? Brent, I'm tired. I am. I am too, Whitney. I'm a little run down, and you know, I, I mentioned a couple of the folks that we've talked to, a couple of the vendors, and you know, high energy. A lot of folks to talk to. A lot going on, but yet there's there's still a little worn as well, and it's to be understood. There's a lot going on. A lot of people. A lot of action. A lot of new stuff.
0: Yeah. One one thing that I will say that has jumped out to me about this expo is just the sheer number of people that have been here. You know, the vendor area has been has been huge. Uh, most anyone that you could think of, you know, seeing here inside the pinball industry, you know, Gary Stern, uh, all of the new releases—Spooky Pinball, Highway Pinball, DK Pinball, Dutch Pinball—I mean, every everybody. Uh, who is bringing a product to market this year has been here and is essentially showing their wares and has been happy to to talk and assist, but man alive, it's been a lot of pinball the last two days. Not that that's a bad thing, though, Brent.
2: Oh, absolutely not. So we've had the opportunity to capture quite a few uh, really interesting interviews, some innovat- innovative things going on in the pinball world. Um, we were kind of hoping to maybe capture a couple a couple folks on the live show tonight, but unfortunately, just with scheduling and the like, that's been a little difficult. We will, however, have, have uh, interviews and the like that we're going to carry in shows as we release throughout the, you know, through the following months.
0: Ex- exactly, yeah. So we've been able to uh, capture, I don't know, Brent, I'd say probably four, I think if memory serves me correctly, four interviews. Uh, three of them were wrapped into our live show last night. We had a really good interview with uh, Andrew Highway from Highway Pinball uh, earlier this afternoon, so that'll that'll be released as well. But you know, the, the thing Brent is. Um it's, it's just been a great time. I mean, this has been our first Pinball Expo, and it's, it's been an education. It's been an experience. Um, I, I'd, say, I'd say it's been a great show, and most everyone that I have talked to that has been a regular at the show over the past several years has really said the same thing. They said that this year, being the 30th year, it seems like Pinball Expo has really stood out this year. I mean, the sheer number of vendors, the number of games, the number of people and attendees, it, it seems like it is a, a good indicator of pinball being on the rise. So,
2: Whitney, uh, speaking of vendors and you know, a little bit of new technology and innovation, have you had an opportunity to take a look at, at uh, Multimorphic? You know, they've oh, got Lexi Lightspeed over there. Yes, and and it, well,
0: I watched you play it, Brent, and I will say this. I don't think I've ever seen anything like the Multimorphic game. So, it, it, folks out there in...
2: in in the listenership. Yeah, <laughs> in point, internet land. In internet land. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully you've seen some of the Multimorphic products that, that's kind of made its way around the net. I'm sure out on Pinside and uh, maybe not as much on Claw. it's out there, Google Lexi Lightspeed and Multimorphic. Uh, we had a little bit of an opportunity to play earlier. We were going to try to speak with uh, uh, with Gary Stellenberg. Unfortunately, schedules kind of clashed, and we're going to hopefully catch up with him here very, very soon. But we actually got some time on the game and Whitney, seeing it on YouTube, seeing it, just videos of it, hearing the description is one thing. Playing the game is a completely different. I mean, it's 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 nothing like playing the game. It is it is a fantastic concept.
0: Yeah, it it really is. It's it's something that I think is uh, is innovative. It's definitely cool. I never, I never really realized that you could have so much pinball on a playfield that was so flat, and just had a couple of flippers on the on the entire, oh, yeah. you know, bottom three quarters of the playfield. It's, it, it's something that you almost have to see just to. I guess get a mental image of and understand exactly how the mechanics of of, of their their game tend to work out. You
2: know, when I say concept, it's actually been brought into reality. And you know, real quickly for folks that haven't seen it, the lower portion of the playfield looks like kind of like a conventional uh, pinball machine, other than the mechanics to get the flippers and uh, the slingshots hovered out over the playfield. The bottom side of the playfield is is an LCD; it's a display, and there's a piece of a of uh, um, plastic mm-hmm. that separates the the LCD and is actually uh, from probably, the ball and becomes the very, play field.
0: Very plexi or so. No, it would have to be plastic, yeah, because it's crystal clear.
2: And uh, shot across that is uh, basically an infrared grid. You can't see it. Uh, Human eye cannot see it. For so ball th- tracking. For ball tracking. Yep. And then the back, pro- approximate third of the play field, it's modular components so that more or less they can design a game, they can have play field interaction, they can track the ball. Uh, one of the ga- por- uh, portions of the game of Lexi Lightspeed, I went into a warehouse, and as the ball crossed the warehouse floor, if it hit a crate, the crate would open, and basically you had to bust crates to find uh, items to progress to the next portion of the game, and if you needed to change rooms, a portion of the play field in the back would open uh dynamically gates if you will and that became your entrance to the pr- next or prior room and you can move throughout the
0: warehouse yeah the, the thing that resonated with me is that the 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 multimorphic pinball system really combines everything that's that's cool about a video game and actuating it with pinball uh, and then having enough toys on the play field for enough interactivity but it's definitely unlike anything I've ever seen. It's almost like a physical video game stuck in a pinball cabinet. You know,
2: you can, once you have the, the base platform, you know, the intention is is that you can re- reuse that as they release games. You change the modules at the top of the play field. You change the software out. Uh, the art is magnetic to the side of the cabinet, and away you go. You've got a new game.
0: Yeah, you've got a brand new game. But I'll tell you, one of the other things that I've really enjoyed about Pinball Expo, Brent, is just getting to meet uh, and spend some, getting to meet a lot of our fellow podcasters and spend some time with friends that we just don't really get a lot of time with throughout the year. You said friends. Oh, sure, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, here's the thing, Brent. We're stuck in, in the middle of Kentucky Everybody would have to really make an effort to come see us. So it's good that we were able to get out and, uh, and see a few people. Well,
2: speaking of making an effort to come see somebody, uh, we've been pod crashed. And uh, <laughs> in we, a good way, we've got Patrick Wall from the Game Room Junkies podcast. And, you know, here's how they solved the problem of people coming to see us. They
0: created an expo, <laughs>
2: the Southern Fried Game Room Expo. Yes. So yes,
0: the most excellent Southern fried gamer back. So, all right,
2: Patrick, give us a rundown. What's your impression? Saturday after you know Saturday afternoon, you've been here a couple of days. Uh, give us your thoughts.
0: And, and, and Patrick, first off, welcome to the show, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank
3: you very much. Yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys. That let me crash the show here. Yes, yes. Uh, it's always fun to do that. And uh, man, I'm having a great time here at Expo. Um, and you know, it's definitely an industry-centric show. It it is that, <laughs> yes, and then some. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was really impressed with the selection of machines they had in there. Yep. So many games that I've never seen, much less played. And uh, it's, you know, it's just a lot of fun. The seminars have been fun. Yep. I don't know. if You guys have already talked about the podcast. No, 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 no. We morning. haven't. We haven't talked
0: about that. All we'll right. definitely get to that here in a few minutes. Right, though. Yeah, that yeah. was
3: fun. And uh, yeah, it's just been it's just been really laid back. I've been able to take a nap. Uh, you took a nap every day. So that I can stay up for. uh, Jim's to just walk by Logan Arcade. It's kind of it's kind of interesting having the game room open till six a.m.
0: So let me ask you: Did you stay up till six a.m. playing pinball? No, 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 no. Okay, I can make it till about two, and that's with a nap. That's with a nap. Yeah, yeah, that's about my speed as well, man. Yeah. So let me ask you: What what's been the most memorable game that you've played here? I mean, we've seen everything, covering all ends of the spectrum from the earliest Mm VMS up to these. Very interesting one-off games to things that are just cutting-edge technology, Big Lebowski, everything like that. Dude, What's what's been the most memorable thing that you've seen or played while you've been here?
3: I, I got to go. Uh, can I answer two?
0: Yes. Uh, yeah.
3: I'll give you an old and a new. Okay. Uh, I got to go. I'll just give you the old first, and, and you guys are going to kill me for this. No. Uh, but I played a game that I had always heard wasn't that great, uh, but I really enjoyed it, um, and that was Independence Day. Okay. Okay. Um, and so that was really memorable and then actually I'm, I'm what, cheat.
0: what what made what made that so fun? I don't
3: know. It just felt really good. I like obviously I like the theme. Yeah. Um and the shots felt really good. It was fun. It was okay. it was just it was just a fun game. And okay. I didn't even hear most of it. Yeah. Um but you know, it was I, I don't know. I just I just clicked with it for some reason. And then another game that I it was a classic that I have never played is called Spectrum. Okay. And I I I thought it was just a normal pinball game, but all of a sudden these balls are flying out at me from different areas, the way it shifts the balls around in the play field. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I've, uh, I've seen it. I, was, I didn't get to play it, though. I was like, man, this is cool. Yeah. yeah, what an innovative, you know, outside-the-box design. All right, so that's the old stuff. I'm sort of cheating. Yeah. I know you asked for one. And then on the new stuff just what you guys are talking about and that's this p3 machine from Multimorphic.
0: (laughs) it's i mean it's off the hook
3: yeah and you know we had seen the the earlier stuff and Mm -hmm. you could see the potential there Mm -hmm. they're they're getting close they are and uh i'm I'm really talking about innovative dudes did you get to play it i did get to play it no i got it yeah i got to play it
0: okay so let me ask you i mean is it is it something that intrigues you enough to potentially look towards buying it at some point down the line no because why not i
3: don't i don't Throw that sort of jack at games. <laughs> I mean, it's just not you know That's the best answer I'm,
0: possible, man. Yeah, I, I it's mean, great. I'm
3: sorry. It's, yeah. it's just I'm just I just I don't even get wrapped up in it. Yeah. Uh, Preston will tell you this too. You don't even miss it because you know you're not going to throw that sort of jack at a game. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I hope to play it. I hope somebody near us gets one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I. I that's just not me.
0: Let me ask My you. My wife would
3: kill me if it, I dropped that amount. Well, of cash.
0: we do not want we do not want Mrs. Wall to yes. come after you, dude. That would not be cool. Yeah. You know. Let me ask you. Did you get to play any of the EMs? Yes. Because they there were a lot of EMs here,
3: and that was what was really cool to yes. see. Um, to see that I played a game that I've been wanting to play that doesn't get a lot of love. huh. Um, it's called Time Zone. Okay. And I really thought that was cool. It's very hard. Uh, wickedly hard in fact brutal with those outlanes and uh, but I I kept going back to it just because again the theme gets me and the gameplay was pretty neat with that time tunnel that you can stop and start and all that so um, what about you
0: well the one thing that I will say is uh, my daughter was here with me over the course of the weekend uh, here at expo and every time that she went into the free play room, mm-hmm. we would go play joust pinball. She loved uh, Phoebe Smith's joust, joust pinball, okay? So yes. we played that time over time over time. Is, is Daddy going to be shopping for a joust sometime no, soon? No, no. I have, I have to take the, the Mr. Wall's side on this. I can't be throwing around that kind of jacket that, you know. But, that's, but better than the joust, I thought. Yeah. Did you play the soccer, the two-player soccer game? No, I did not. Oh, no.
3: that, that blows it away. Really?
2: Yeah, if you go right in. Down the uh, down the hall or down the row, if you will, take a left. Yeah. About middle of the about middle of the room on the back wall.
0: Uh, in, in, it's a it's a two player head to head game. I'll, I'll have to take her over there tomorrow yeah. so that she can see that. But w- the thing that really interested me the most is she play- We played Star Trek Le. You know, we played uh, we did play CSI, Brent. So I, had, I made sure that we got a couple plays in on CSI as well. And the thing that she always wanted to go over to was the EM row. And we played Gottlieb's 300 more than yes. anything else. Yeah. And she loved that game. It's a bowling game modeled after a bowling game it had with an add-a-ball system and everything up, up in the head unit. And it was it, it was fun. Well, I went she to do, loved it.
2: I went into a little bit of EM overload.
0: Yeah. You know, I played several of the
2: games. There was a, a kind of a car race-themed game called Spin Out. I think that's a semi, semi-popular game. I'm getting the eye now from Patrick because there seems to be a lot of car talk that gets thrown, <laughs> that gets thrown my way.
3: Those car shows, right?
2: I've been into a few car shows from time to time. <laughs> so I, I played that quite a bit and uh, enjoyed it. But there is so many quali- – I've said this before. There's so many quality EM games here. You just don't see a lot of EM games in general. And it, it's difficult to spend time with them, but you really get an opportunity to sample a lot of the games. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go try the 300.
0: So it's, it's worth your time to try. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very fun game.
2: So we talked a little bit about uh, – in a, in a prior show, we talked about Wizard of Oz did uh did your wife and daughter get any time on a, oh, on a wizard
0: uh, oh, see I think I used this term in a tweet earlier today I said uh, I said oy <laughs> when I found out about the run on uh, America's Most Haunted with Spooky Pinball yes my wife and my daughter just loved 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 Wizard of Oz and my wife uh she came over to me and she's like Whitney Whitney I scored over 70,000 on Wizard of Oz <laughs> and I'm like that's pretty good if you stop and think about how the game was scores. Was that your wife? Would yes, you say it was your wife? yes, yeah. I can't score over seven thousand on Wizard of Oz, and um, she was knocking it out of the park. So what fig- you're telling? You know, comparatively, so what you're
2: telling me she's a ringer. If she, so, if she wants to lay down some cash and a little smack talk, I don't want to. Don't get sucked in,
0: right? <laughs> don't so. get sucked in. Well, they do say happy wife, happy life. So she's, you know. she's. Pinball Hustler. Yeah, the Pinball Hustler. That's right. You have the Roberts family, man. She's, you know, moving and shaking. But, you know, um, they loved Wizard
3: of Oz, though. Both of them did. Yeah. One thing, back to those EMs, though, one thing I've noticed in there, this is a testament to how well those things are engineered. Those, the modern games, the solid state games, mm-hmm. a bunch of those you see
0: going. There's a lot of those going down. Going down. Those
3: EMs were rock solid. They, they just keep cranking on. All day.
0: Yeah. It, it, you know, it was uh, it was funny. A couple of the games that we were playing, when I would get a ball kind of caught up between a couple of pops, and you would get the ding, 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 as the ball's just rattling back and forth between a couple of the pops, you would see the lights start to fade you know, you know in the lights pulse with you know with with the with the pops going and everything and it's like you know I know that that's that's a draw on, the, on these games but they're engineered for that and it you, you just got the feel that it could just sit there and do that all yeah, day long yeah. and and just keep right on going so yeah very it's it's a definitely a different experience for pinball so I guess the moral of the story here is when you're in an event
2: and those games are present you know, don't don't run over to the the medieval madnesses. Don't run over to the to the new stern. No. I mean, yeah, they're great. They're exciting. They're fun. We've talked a lot about them. They're 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 easily found. They're accessible. Yes. You the will EMs have opportunity to play those games. That's right. So if you're in an event and they've got some ems, they don't get a lot of love. Go back check them out play them i mean there when you get on a game with with a flipper that's half the half the length of a flipper that you're used to and it it's makes got it hard. it's got an out lane or a, a center drain that you can roll a softball down Yes. that's a game that takes a little bit of skill and a little bit of foresight Yeah. and it, it, you've got to pay attention to the game it's yeah. it's challenging it's frustrating it's
3: fun yeah one of the things that this I, i've had this opinion before and i think i've shared this on our show is that and, and this and being here to play these has really, really ingrained this in me. Is the era of games that came out after, uh, after things switched from EM to solid state, where they were like still the EM style games, but then they had the electronic scoring. And um, to me, they play just as slow, mm-hmm. right? They play just the same. It's just you got this electronic scoring, and to yeah. me. I don't, I don't like those games. And I, I you know, know. They're stuck me, in the middle, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. They're yeah. the middle stepchild. Yes, they and, are. And uh, so I, I would prefer just to have a straight EM because you get the noise and the clickers and the reels and all uh-huh. that. Yep. And it's just you know so much more sort of classic feeling. Yes. I played, um, not to pick on a game, but I played Evil Knievel. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just really don't like this. Yeah. It's like an EM, but it has those electronic scoring. Yeah. So now, when you get up to the... Uh, the games where they started doing ramps and double level play fields. Uh-huh. You know that's different. yeah, um, but the ones that are just sort of basic games that are have electronics, uh, you know solid state circuitry. Uh, I, I'm not gonna own one of those. I can tell you guys. <laughs> now, did you see, I haven't seen this shit, I don't know where it's sitting.
2: Uh, there's an evil can evil here that someone has, I, I'm not sure how they did it, whether they did a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino or, or what, but basically they've tied into the switch matrix of the game and they've got a compact flash card with their own call-outs and their own sound effects, and they've got a little bit of a redundant sound system in the game, so that as you play the game, it's still the same game, but you've got kind of a modern feel, a modern take on it. Have you all, have you all crossed that game yet?
0: No, I have not. So no. which,
2: which, it's here. Which evil, Patrick, which evil did you play?
3: It was on the end of a row.
2: Back in the, in the playroom?
3: Yeah. yeah, back in the main game room.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna have to look around. I, I believe there's an evil can evil that's over here in the vendor area, and you know we mentioned this on last night's show. Make sure you check out every little nook and cranny of the show. There's there's over this particular show there's overflow areas. I know Patrick at your show. Uh, in Atlanta, Southern Fry Game Room Expo, you had games in some of the smaller rooms down the main hallway. Yep. You know, and some of it is, is physical space for the games. Uh, there's power considerations, so you know, don't think that that where the games are is where the games are. Check
3: out the rest of the facility. Yep, that's right. Uh, so, guys, I gotta I gotta run, and I will I will stop pod crashing you guys. I right, get out you, of here. Let you uh, let you continue on, but I did want to say last night. Uh, we had a chance to hang out a little bit with some of the Louisville gang, and particularly—I'm uh, sorry—they did. Was <laughs> it Matt and Jeremy from uh, the do the expo? Oh, All right, yeah, yeah. do the expo, and really Louisville Arcade Expo. Yes, Louisville Arcade Expo. We had a good time uh, talking with them, and you know, listen to you guys and listen to them. And then uh, Phoebe came over from Cincinnati Pinball, which you know is not that far away, right? Yep, nope, about
2: uh, hour forty-five yeah. or so
3: out of Louisville. Yep. I mean, who knew that that area of the country was going to hold the heartbeat of arcade and pinball machines? Woo! I mean, you got warehouses. Yeah, you got. He's goal posted right now. Yeah, Woody. he has got both <laughs> arms up in the air. He's like, yeah. I mean that that area is just great. I mean, you got a lot of enthusiasts, a lot of games. You guys are finding warehouses with hundreds and hundreds of games in there, and. Well, we might have, have some. St-
2: we may have some stuff in our back pocket. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There, Patrick, you are right. There is a lot of activity in Louisville. You know, we've got a um, we don't have we we don't have a, a full size arcade like a dedicated ar- arcade per se. We have a lot of places with with location with location pinball. As a matter of fact, actually, where I live, I'm not in the city per se. I'm about 20 minutes out of the greater downtown Louisville area. I had a, a gentleman come in a couple weeks ago, picked up a, an eight ball for me, and he said, "Well, I'm in town. Is there a place to play?" And I'm I'm sure I could throw a stone hit the back of a pizza place there's a taxi there's a Sinbad you know there's some arcade games and and Zanzibar, right uh, no that's not Zanzibar there is Zanzibar oh, this yeah. is a different place this is just right around the corner from me nice. very well maintained games so he preempted his trip driving home he went up had some pizza played some games and you know, we've got that through Louisville. There's a couple other locations downtown. It's got a good selection of games and all the collectors. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Well, there yep. is a thriving community in our area.
3: Yeah, well, y'all keep on representing. That's awesome. And thank you so much for letting me crash on in with you guys. It's been a pleasure. There
2: wasn't any. You just muscled up and took
0: a mic. There's no letting to it. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> thank,
3: thank you, you Patrick. Patrick.
0: Appreciate it a lot, man. So, Brent, you know, so with that, um, you know, one of the things that, that I think that we that we should talk about here just a few minutes uh, is the podcasters panel that went on this morning. So, it, it, you know, here being here at the expo, Patrick had alluded to, you know, some of the, um, you know, some of the sessions that were uh, that were given by, you know, what Jersey Jack. He, they made uh, an announcement around the Hobbit pinball. Uh, you know, you just you just saw a lot of um, a lot of industry leaders here. You know, using this as a avenue for getting some news out you and about it, into the public. Uh, did you
2: mention it earlier? Highway Pinball made the announcement that they're going to do. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's Alien or Aliens, but it's based on the on, it's on a, the com- Alien it's a combination and Alien movie. The two.
0: Yes, it's a combination of the two. Yeah, that news broke, and, and that was very big news. And of course, Circus Maximus. Uh, you know, Paul Kiefer, James Laughlin was here, and they did their official review. of of Python's Pinball Circus so you, you know Pinball Expo serves a lot of purposes here inside the hobby and it's definitely a vehicle for doing a lot more than just playing pinball but uh, on top of that, you know, we also had the distinct honor and pleasure sitting in a session this morning uh, that really uh, that really let some of the uh, pinball podcasters get a few minutes in front of the mic, including Preston and Patrick from Gamer and Junkies as well. And uh, Brent, why don't you talk a little bit about, a little bit about how that went out went down?
2: So nine a.m. Saturday morning, the uh, podcasters panel and. Uh, uh that's a little early, Whitney. You've been playing pinball late into the night on a Friday. That's kind of that's a hard road to hold, but yep. we, we jumped in there. We did it. We had, uh, uh, along with uh, myself and Whitney, uh, Preston Patrick from Game Room Junkies, Nate Shivers from Coast to Coast, yep. and uh, Spooky Pinball came out. They had a crew. Yeah, I It mean. was Spooky
0: and us, yeah. Well, it, it was it was cool to see that, though. I mean, Charlie, it's a family affair, and, yeah. Man, Charlie, and and it's KT, awesome. and Bug and Squirrel, and uh, and, and everybody was and Brian there. Brian Kelly, I mean, hey, Brian Kelly, thank you, thank you. Almost, I, I did not. I know, was afraid mean to, mean to admit that, but yes, Brian Kelly as well.
2: I was a little nervous. I mean, if, if for folks that listen to Spooky, I, I I wasn't sure what would happen if Brian got close to a mic. Uh, hey,
0: well, I tell you. Laughter would ensue. Laughter would ensue.
2: Check yes. out the current Spooky. He uh, He's reemerged back into the podcasting scene, and apparently now he's on tech support for Spooky. And That's good. He That's answers good. That's, some, they're, they're in good hands there. He answers some live tech questions. But, <laughs> yes, so podcasters panel, uh, uh, David Fix of uh, uh, of the show, show organizer, if you yep. will, here here at uh, Pinball Expo, moderated the panel, had a, a head some really really interesting questions kind of asked our history what
0: brought us into podcasting it was very introspective absolutely it It was it was a very introspective panel
2: it was uh we kind of got to discuss in a public forum uh our little space what got us there and how we (laughs) our little piece of the pie our little piece of the pie and it's not not as much as how we compare no it we do overlap in some some areas you know of course uh, game room junkies and, and broken token we tend to be arcade and pinball yep whereas you know, of course spooky's all pinball coast to coast Nate, is
0: all pinball uh, and yeah.
2: Nate is all pinball I'm not even sure he can
0: say video game <laughs> if he does. I think I think it makes, I saw his, him, it makes his quarters hurt I, if yeah, he does.
2: I saw him do it once and I thought he was going to pass out. Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah, the,
0: poor, the poor guy the poor guy we gotta cut him some slack though.
2: But in in the discussion we Mr Walter
0: Day just walked in. Hey Walter! <laughs>
2: but he's he's making a beeline. We're actually yeah. sitting outside
0: of the Botanic Garden Ballroom. Oh, look, with, look look at Walter saying hi to the young man. Oh, that is cool. Walter uh, look, will, that, that's, that's awesome.
2: Walter will always make time to we'll always, to speak to to the fans. Yeah, but I, I believe Walter's probably heading over to the ballroom. They're about ready to start the
0: banquet. Start the banquet. Look look, look at that young man. That little guy knows who Walter is. Stopped him and shook his hand. And look, Walter, Walter's giving him as much time as he wants to talk. That reminds me of what I see Billy Mitchell do as well, Brent. And well, that's cool.
2: Walter just looked at us and he waved nervously and ran off. Yeah. So I know Walter's met us. He's dealt with us, dealt, yes. I say, with us before. So he knew what he was in for, especially with old he he mics. He,
0: he just kept going. I'm going to run. <laughs> no, but that's, that's very cool. So, yeah, so the, the podcasters panel, how long did that run, Brent? It was pretty much like on the hour. It was pretty much it? right on the hour. Right on the hour.
2: And uh, one of the kind of interesting things that, that came out, and I knew, I kind of knew that we, Broken Token, did this, but I didn't know it. We were talking a little bit about interviews, you know, what was your most interesting interview, uh, kind of, you know, how that, that, those fit into all the shows. And one of the things that we tend to do is when, when we've had, had interviews, we tend to spotlight the collector, and it's not that the designers aren't important. It's not that, you know, the artists aren't important. It's not that the event organizers aren't important. You know, we've had some of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've oh, had yeah. John Trudeau on. We've had, uh, uh, of course, we've we've talked about Preston and Patrick's show, Southern Fried Game yeah. Room Expo, yeah. Louisville Arcade Expo we've supported. We, but we reach out and we try to get uh, the perspective of the collector, the guy that just, he doesn't have much of an opportunity to – to, to kind of get the platform that we've got to yeah. speak
0: yeah but it, but they love they love the games whether it be pinball or whether it be arcade or whether it be a combination of the two and they're there slaving in their basement you know work, working working on their collection and everything like that and so it's uh it, it's nice to it's nice to, to get that perspective I'll tell you Brent the thing that some of the questions during the podcasting panel made me think about um, or, I'm sorry. The, the questions that were asked would make me think about our format a little bit, and you know, and, and who we've had on the show and everything like that. I mean, it was neat to verbalize. I think our our style and our commitment to the show because it does make you think about you know what, what you put on the air and it was also neat to hear Nate and, and Game Room Junkies and Spooky talk about that as well because it was something where we we had to kind of like you know put our laundry out on the table and say here it is and here's what we do and this is how it works and this is this is. our audience and what we like to do it was it was neat you know it'd kind of be hard to do that every single time you know at a panel but it it was it was well played it's kind of like a heart
2: on our sleeve so to speak very much
0: so very much so it was well played i think it was very interesting we will have the audio for that and we'll make sure that that, I don't know if that will come a, come across as its own separate episode or if we'll wrap that into another episode. We've not made that decision yet, but for everybody uh, for everybody who wasn't able to make it to Expo, we will have that audio and that will get released.
2: You know, and speaking of, uh, of interviews, I, I reach back to, this comes to mind, Charlie's interview, I think it was last, last summer, maybe as early as last spring, Charlie uh, of Spooky got an opportunity to speak again with Python Angelo. Yes. And... You know, that
0: was almost a tear jerker. It was, a, <laughs> it, it, that was tough.
2: I, I I remember I was walking, walking my dog and I, uh, I would stop probably every third driveway and I would text Whitney. I was like this, you've got to go back and listen to this. And, and I guess where I'm going with this is, okay, well, such and such podcast is carrying such and such. And I've heard such and such talk 14 times, uh, maybe I'll skip this episode. You know, don't do that. You yeah. know, the, the, the crew that's out there they we've all listened to the prior podcast oh yeah oh, we've yeah. we've already had the opportunity to hear the answers to a lot of those kind of maybe common questions sure sure you know and as the hobby continues to develop new things are coming out and then that oftentimes forks back to well i wanted to do this yeah 10 or 15 years ago and that elicits another story yeah so yeah there's there's always something new you've said that here recently yeah Whitney. always something new
0: yeah there there is and it was it was fun. I mean, there there's a little bit of shenanigans going on in the podcasters panel. Oh yeah, shenanigans. Brit, we got a presents. Tell, tell everybody about the presents that we got. They were awesome. So
2: somebody decided that uh, maybe they needed to capitalize our, on our inability, or perhaps should I no, say, no, no, it is our, inability. Our, now, I was going to go with the proper pronunciation. Of the Williams Classic far
0: par? No, it, Brent, it's Brennan's far par. Far par. Far, par. far par. See now, I'm, I'm overthinking it. It, it, it. Once you are, once you start to overthink it, you can't say it. It's one of those things you have to turn around, walk away, and say it. Far So, par.
2: Sean O'Keefe, uh, show listener. Uh, Sean O'Shea. We, O'Shea. Yeah. O'Shea. I'm sorry, Sean O'Shea, show listener. Who we met in Southern Fried Game Room Expo in Atlanta this year, and his wife Sharon. I think I got that one right.
0: You you did get that. Now she O'Shea
2: or she O'Keefe? She's O'Shea, so it's the O'Sheas. I hope so. Okay, unless I hope so. (laughs) They, we, (laughs) Sharon presented us with uh, (laughs) or made up for us. Oh yeah, Sean actually (laughs) happens to be. Oh, he's sitting here to my left, and he's flashing me his name, his his name badge, so that I can get it right. We got it, Sean. Forgive me. Sean is, you know, Sean. We have we have dubbed Sean the official broken token, uh, show
0: monkey, because <laughs> he's, he's if been our need, support, he's man. he's been our
2: tech support. If we needed something, we go, Sean, get it, and he'd run. He's been helping us out.
0: He's been a lot of help.
2: And you know, as luck would have it, Sean was actually in our hotel. We met yeah. Sean again back at the show. Come up, said hi, yeah. and when it all washed out. He was he was in our hotel, so
0: I mean it's been a fun weekend. I mean we've gotten to meet listeners, and uh, man, Sean uh, Sean traveled far and wide to be you know to be here for for Pinball Expo. So you know, Brent, uh, Sean presented us with a couple yeah, of I've shirts. I got off track. Okay. I was digging. Th- that's was digging okay. That's back okay. Out For the shirt. He presented us with a couple of shirts that that his wife made for us. And uh, Brent, I, I'll tell you what, I'm wearing my Firepower shirt. That much is for sure. So, and my wife said, you know what my wife said? She said, that is the sweetest thing that, uh, that anybody's ever done for you guys. I'm like, it, it is, it's pretty cool. I will say that. So
2: Sean sh- stands up at the end of the podcasting uh, panel. Yeah. Inter- interrupts the panel. I mean, he just. He he barged into it. He was doing. He was on man on a mission.
0: No, no. He, he he cojacked his way in, which is how everybody should do it. You know, you walk in like you own the place. Yeah. I mean, he parked his car up on the curb, got out, and left the door open. Is what he did. <laughs>
2: Dared somebody to touch <laughs> it. Dared somebody to shut so, it. So, uh, Sean presented us with the uh, the sp- sweat of his wife's brow yes, in yes. the form of two t shirts that say "Broken Token," and, and we may actually have to take that. The the way that this is spelled out, kind of these random letter. Oh, we're gonna have to get pictures of this because I can. Yeah, there's no way all. I can. There's no way I can describe. Yeah, we will we'll get
0: pictures of this stuff tonight. We're gonna we're gonna throw them on. We get get in a picture with Sean. And uh, grab the camera, and then we're going to make all three of us uh, a little less uh, internet famous than we may already be. So,
2: it says, broken token, we say far par. Yeah, it was (laughs) awesome. It's awesome. Now, did you you notice Sean's reveal as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was wearing his too. Sean walked into the conference room, and amongst all of the kind of us settling in, he puts on this shirt, his shirt, and turns around backwards and puts his jacket on. Yeah. And as we open ours, he whips his jacket
0: open and he's wearing the shirt. <laughs> I mean, he supermanned it right there in front of everybody, oh, man. It was great. So, so Sean's sitting here with us. Sean, why don't you give us a little bit of background? What what brought this to what brought this to light, and how did you get your wife on the hook for making these things?
4: So, I uh, it kind of started with uh, one that it's kind of a running joke in the podcast that uh, you guys are. Uh, have a pronunciation of... Issues. Uh, yeah. Have pronunciation issues? Yes. I, I'm not they, they, the one that said issues. I'm yeah. going to blame that one on Brent.
0: You, you notice how soft I made pronunciation right
4: then, didn't you? Was like, pronunciation issues? <laughs> it's but, our signature. Yes. But So it kind of started with a, a post on Facebook where Brent was talking about acquiring his Back to the Future pinball, and uh, another Facebook uh, follower of Brent said, I'll trade you for firepower. Which I immediately replied, You mean a far par? <laughs> and in my closest approximation, where I decided there's two A's in far because there's more <laughs> ah going on in there and two R's in par. I want but another one of those machines, Sean.
2: Yeah. And now the, <laughs> now. now the only way I can do it is if I can get a
4: custom by glass.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but so after I had made that post and a couple people liked it. When I knew I was coming out to expo and that I was going to see you guys, I had the kind of crazy idea of like doing a shirt that said something about firepower on it and my wife was a seamstress and a crafty lady and she was like, "We can make that happen
0: well I tell you what uh, she knocked it out of the park and we just want to officially thank uh, your wife for getting that done man it's it's really cool we'll definitely we'll definitely get some mileage out of those shirts there's there's no doubt about it
4: I know she'll be really excited to see some pictures of it so uh because she was really excited, she uh, she gave me a little text during the panel that I knew was pretty much like, so did you give it to them yet? It's not what she said, but I knew that's what she meant. <laughs> and, and as to being a show monkey, I, I believe in the industry they call it a uh, production assistant. There we go, PA. Uh, hey, we hey, have a hey, go get me coffee. Hey, does hey, do we, we sound are- good? Are are we hot on the mic? I I stand corrected. And
2: what I'm actually thinking now is we're going to have to reciprocate with a PA shirt.
4: Oh yeah, and it, it can still have monkeys on it. I mean, I'm down with monkeys. In all <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. It's, it's in my online nick. show title. <laughs> that I am down with monkeys. That see now hashtag show title. <laughs> hashtag show title. So oh, does that make pronunciation hashtag twenty dollar word? <laughs> Here, a little behind the scenes, folks. This is how we come up with the show titles.
2: After at, we, when we hit the phrase, it's a show title. Whitney and I point at each other during the show, and we're like, "That's it!" And we make a note of it in the old notebook, and away we go. Yeah. So, it's, and yet, yeah, Sean, in all seriousness, thank you. Um, we've uh, uh,
4: well, we've paid you back by shuttling you around town, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, I like to put it that you guys have done me a kindness, and I'm just no, trying to return man. the favor. Yeah. Sean has actually been very helpful. If you got to catch
2: the the live show yesterday from the beginning, there was a lot of us fine-tuning our levels. We came in, and we had initially set up so we kind of had a baseline. And Sean uh, put the MixLR client on his phone for us, and he walked a distance away, and he's done the same thing today. I texted him before the show started. He walked up, kind of came up, gave us the thumbs up, let us know that things are good. He's helped us a tremendous amount as we've run around the show. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's been awesome. He's, he's been co-located at the hotel. So then we've had an opportunity to help out, you know, and, and give him a, a little bit of a lift. And let me ask you, Sean, I know you were, it was a little late in deci- deciding to come, which is how you c- ended up at a hotel, a, a little bit away from the expo kind of over where we're at. It,
4: did and you flew in? Did you have an opportunity to take advantage of the signing session today? I did not. I didn't really bring anything. I've never been a big autograph person. I kind of thought about it later on, that it would have been nice. I actually uh, picked up a couple of the Walter Day trading cards. He had uh, dumped off a big pile of them. And I kind of came over, and the room was so packed, I didn't know whether I should... Wait in line just for a card, you know, something something nicer, or cooler. But I'm gonna have to definitely keep that in mind for the future because definitely saw a lot of people with trans lights walking in. And oh yeah, there, absolutely, and a very popular item. I
2: come in, I come in loaded for bear. So did Whitney. You know, uh, if you're at a show and you're not able to drive or or transport whatever you may ha- want to have signed, I noticed that in the uh, the catalog for the show, the program there was actually an autograph page. And what some folks were doing was they would they would use that autograph page. It was just a blank page. Titled and and come to think of it that's an that's an awesome keepsake i know uh, retro game roundup they've talked several times about the passes the, the the lanyards that you get for shows you know you generally you pre-register for a show you get a lanyard that's that was the the badge sean was was flashing at me a minute ago so i could not screw up his last name and you know those are great keepsakes but i kept a program uh, my picture's in it i mean i i, I want the program Whitney's rolling his eyes at me. But the signature page, you know, that we, we've talked about this before. Make sure you check out the program. Make sure you check out the events. Even if it's something that doesn't seem like it's going to appeal to you, go to it. The, the folks signing autographs here, as Sean mentioned, a lot of them had the uh, Twin Galaxies trading cards. A lot of them had small pieces of their artwork. Um, John Trudeau, he had a stack of flyers for Mustang. Um, Larry DeMar... For folks that have seen these on a lot of the the Williams games, you'll get the little plastic key fobs, and you'll get there was art that was done in the speaker cutouts, and then when those were cut out, they were made available, and you know like Adams family had one, it was some some bit of the artwork that basically they they did something with the waste that would have been in the sheet, and those are available. So they had stacks of those that were available. I took my translate for my Adams up to be signed. And he said, hey, would you like one of these? And peeled a brand new one right off the stack, peeled the, peeled the protective coating right off of it, signed it for me, shook my hand. I mean, so, you know, if you're not able to bring something, that doesn't mean that you can't go in, you can't meet the, the designers, you can't meet the artists, the sound guys, spend a little time with them, and you know, walk away with an awesome
4: souvenir. So, I almost kicked myself because I realized, I kind of realized I had seen that autograph page in the show program earlier and i left it in the hotel room this morning so i kind of kicked myself when i considered going in for autographs i'm like oh gee that would have been the perfect thing
2: so you know here's a there's a pre-plan it we talked a little here i'll say it again we've talked a little bit about this before look look ahead see what's on the website kind of get a game plan i you know here i am saying that and, and i had some classic fails today you know there. I brought a, an apr- a couple aprons with me. I brought a translate with me, and I've even picked up a few pieces here that that I went ahead and had signed that could be used on a game. Check out, you know, the speakers. Check out the attendees. If you're unsure, you know, reach out on pinside. Reach out on cloth. See how the see how the show generally runs. And, you know, if you have the ability to do something to, to make an awesome memento for the show, to kind of personalize something on one of your machines, take that opportunity. Now, I don't know if I, I would travel with a back glass. I'm not that brave. But, you know, you can pull a trans light out. And, you know, Whitney, we should take a picture of it. it, it's, it we've gone into depth explaining some of the most mundane things in the arcade hobby uh, you know, I, comes to mind our, our entire seminar, if you will, on how to wrap a game and transport a game, and me trying to describe uh, in audio format how to do edge connector repair. But I took a piece of cardboard, a good sized piece of cardboard, and I made what Whitney and I affectionately refer to as the sleeve, yeah, the and flat and you know it's kind of like or, a, or the flat pack or yeah. the flat pack, yeah. And we've used it uh, several times to transport artwork. And we, we take it into shows or protects the artwork. It, you know, it, I have picked up things at shows. I picked up flyers, slide it in there, and mm-hmm. it make it's great for transport.
0: Yeah, and I've got uh, I've got some tubes here for trans lights and everything. But yeah, it, shows like this are really. They're really valuable on many different levels, but I think one of the intrinsic values is is that you get to spend time with the designers, with the artists, with the programmers, and things like that. And you know something, they're just people too, and they're they're just they're very approachable. You know, Brent. One thing I will say is I went up to uh, to Steve Ritchie today, and I brought my ACDC translate with me to get him to sign it. And I laid it down on the table in front of Steve Ritchie, and he looked up at me. And he gave me a smile. And you know what he did? He didn't say anything. He fist bumped me. I mean, he fist bumped me. And he said, you like that? I'm like, Steve, I love this game. And he was like, good. And I'm like, you have hit a home run with ACDC. And he whipped out that pen, man, and he started to sign. And he gave it back to me. And I gave him one of the podcast cards and everything like that he whipped out a, a, a Twin Galaxies card signed that thing for me as well. He handed it over to me and he goes, "Thank you." And then he fist bumped me again, Brent, <laughs> and it was awesome. And that right there, that right there just tells me everything that I need to know about Steve Ritchie. You know, he's a great guy. You say
2: that, Whitney, and here's here's you made the you made two points there that these the, the folks that do this, they're just people. They're just people. Know? And I I've walked the, the folks that we've had the great fortune to interact with I have walked into into that encounter thinking you know they're just folks they uh, back in the day when they started doing this they didn't know what being a pinball rock star was or pinball famous or arcade famous or anything they none of this existed uh, well yeah. this this show's 30 years old yeah. but it does it didn't exist to the level that it exists today across yeah. the country yes it but it so this, this is actually kind of new to a lot of these people. I know um, Barry Ausler, who made Southern Fried Game Room Expo. Yeah,
0: John this, Trudeau has said the same as well. This
2: was this was a completely new concept mm-hmm. to him. So when I when I walked up to Steve Ritchie, as I got closer and closer, I kind of got into that little bit of a fanboy kind of a yes. mode. Yeah. And I I don't want to. He don't reminds wanna,
0: me of Johnny Cash. He's yeah. the man in black. He's the man know? in black. But but there's a persona that goes along with that. It, it, where he wears it well it's, it's cool yeah
2: and I'm, I'm in line and I'm thinking I, I don't want to just I don't want to be the silly fanboy kind of guy and, and just kind of just up there and all jittery and shaky yeah and I was like okay I'll play it cool how are you doing nice to meet you and uh, say something respectful and as soon as I get up there I, I just I get in I just blah I get yeah. into the story and I was like Steve uh, I took Steve my high-speed uh, my high apron. speed apron yeah and I said Steve I I just went into it. I said, Steve, man, I worked on one of these games for a friend of a friend. I got to really play the game. I enjoyed it. And then since then, I started hunting the game. And and, and I love the game. And, yeah. and, and yeah. it was all downhill in my mind from there. And he, he fist bumped me. Yeah. It, he put, it put a big smile on his face. He knew I really enjoyed the fruits of his labor. Yeah. Same thing with, like, Larry DeMar. And, and I don't want to slight anybody that Was that was there. I met a lot of folks.
0: We we are. We've got plate service going on, Yeah, we, we're plate
2: stacking out yeah, here. Yeah,
0: Exactly. So uh walk up to them, interact with the designers, uh, get the most out of the expo that you can get
2: trust me the w- without exception, everyone that I have spoken to they're still excited about it, that's why they're here, they yeah. love it they want they want to hear from their fans. you know, be respectful because there's usually other people you know in orbit yeah. and trying to uh, trying to speak with them, but you know reach out to them, let them yeah. know. Uh, let them know that you you like what they've done and you they like to hear from
0: you yeah and uh the, the other thing I, I think Brent that probably has stood out the most to me is just you know all the all the random people, and well, random people that have turned into listeners, that have uh, you know approached us as we go down the hall and stuff like that. In fact, I've even had a couple people that have uh, approached my wife and said, you know, she's wearing one of our T-shirts and said, hey, you know, uh, I listen to the show, and you know, and it's just amazing to me. To, to hear from everybody who listens to the show. And I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, guys like Sean who've been here, everybody else that we've met, our listeners are the best, Brent. And, you know, I have I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed getting to meet everybody. It's been a privilege. So here was my big fail, you know. I've, I've
2: said over and over again, you know, plan ahead a little bit, explore every corner, get the most out of a show that you go to, uh, and – here was my big fail oh. my my big fail was after after the hunt, after the secret reveal, uh after not telling you that I had finally tracked down a back to the future, uh Paul Ferris was here mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't bring an apron
0: yeah
2: I didn't bring a part of the game. I could have had it personalized by Paul. I did go up and talk to Paul, and I fanboyed out, and I told him my story. <laughs> and uh, uh, It's okay, Brent.
0: There's always another day. There's always
2: I, – well, I did get a card, and I did get a Twin Galaxies trading card, and it will go down in the apron for the time being until I can bring him a mini DeLorean to sign that we'll go on the game.
0: Yeah. But, uh, well, with that, Brent, i tell you what. it's uh, It's been a great expo, and we've gotten to meet a lot of people. We've gotten to see a lot of people, and we've had a lot of fun, set on a panel, I saw some big news reveals, got to play a lot of really cool pinball. Hey, dude, did you get to play Walking Dead? I did. I okay. got to play
2: Walking Dead. When um, when I first got to the show, and I noticed it's gone. Maybe it was hidden back there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, back in the EM row, there was, out in the middle of nowhere, a brand new Walking Dead. Yeah. And yeah. no one knew it was back there because no one shows the EM games any love. Yeah. So I got to, uh, to got to play several games on it un- inter- ugh, uninterrupted.
0: Yeah, yeah. Between between that playing America's most haunted at Pinball Live at the Pinball Life Open House, I mean, getting to see the Big Lebowski. There's just been a lot of uh, a lot of memorable things here at Expo. It's been a great first time here. It I has, will say that. you know.
2: And before I leave, there's I, w- I have gotten close to the game, and I keep getting stared o- stared away. I, I want to spend more time on Mustang. You know, I've I've played Mustang. I've had a, a couple a couple runs you, at that it. it. grows on you. Yes, it does. Now, th- I've only gotten to play pros, and I, I'm not sure what's over in the Marco booth. Whitney, have you seen? Is it a is it a premium or an LE or is no, it a it, pro? It looked
0: like I thought it was an LE, but it it was tough to get a lot of uh their their booth was always always, always busy. Packed. Now there's always one packed.
2: O- there is one over in the free play area, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have to try to sneak over there and check it out. But yeah. uh, so fail number two. You know, nothing from Back to the Future. Mm. And uh, the game I want to spend a little more time on, uh, I, I've got to make it over there.
0: Well, that's that's the beauty of it, man. There's always another day and always another chance to play.
2: So, Whitney, with that, I think we're about uh, looking down the hallway. Uh, we, we've gone through plate stacking, and now it looks like we're getting ready to go through meal preparation. <laughs> yeah. It, for it's, what's going to be the banquet? It's
0: going to be the banquet tonight. Nolan Bushnell. Uh, is speaking at the banquet tonight, so we're we're kind of bogarting guarding in on their space, Brent. So maybe it's a natural. It we came back here; but it was, was going to be quiet. Yeah, we we thought we thought, but uh, I think it. I think at this point, well, look at there, Brent. We, there, there's a little dog running Aww. through the expo. Look at him. He's cute. This ho-
2: this hotel's pet friendly. I've seen it several is, dogs. It is
0: pet friendly. Yes, the, it is. But I think with that, Brent is probably a good segue to sign off. We've got uh, we've got a fun time uh, going on down at Logan uh, down at Logan Arcade tonight that we got to get ready for. But we do want to thank everybody who has tuned in to our live broadcast, our Mixlr stream. Uh, we, we had a, a very good number, a very healthy number of people listening to the show last night. We thank everybody who took the time to do that. We'll make sure that that gets out uh, into the podcast stream as well as uh, this show and also the podcasters panel from this morning. So uh, with that, Brent, I think that will go ahead and wrap our, our uh, coverage here at Pinball Expo 2014. Uh, dude, it's been, it's been a lot of fun.
2: It's been a ball uh, I think we're going to get a little bit more game in tonight.
0: Yes, we are, we are playing games tonight. We are
2: playing games yes, tonight. Yes, it's,
0: it's going to be great. We will imbibe on a, on a couple of uh, barley-based beverages, and we're going to play some games. So it's going to be a great time.
2: Veg out a little bit, yeah. and then uh, uh, Sunday tomorrow we're gonna head back to the uh, the great state of Kentucky.
0: Yes, yes, looking forward to it, man. Uh, where
2: uh, where we no longer have to say firepower. Yeah, we can get back to firepower. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's like taking off a you know a comfortable pair of shoes. You know where you know the <laughs> socks air out a little bit, and it's like ah, we, firepower. It, you know we
2: we we talked about being tired, Whitney. We sound like it's been a long weekend. It has, but you know I wouldn't trade it for the world. No, it's no. been a ball. It's, it's been a great don't, experience. Don't. You know we're we're saying this in jest. Come support the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. And with that, Brent, uh, I tell you what, it's been a great trip. We, and like I say, we appreciate meeting all the listeners, and we we love all you guys and, and, and gals. And uh, just thanks for listening. You guys are definitely the best. Uh, and with that, Brent, I think what we're, what we're going to do tonight is take our own advice. We're going to game on. Absolutely, game on. Game on. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>
1: Congratulations! You made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. But I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470 222 5528 and leave us a voicemail we'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode be sure to follow us on twitter at broken token and like our facebook page at facebook.com slash broken token blog brit and whitney are always posting content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows you can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening.
2: The Broken Token staff would like to extend a special thank you to the real vocal talent of the show, Christy Litzy.
1: And that's me. Cha-ching!
2: Music for the Broken Token podcast provided by Kentucky native bluegrass musician Gary Brewer. Please visit brewgrass.com. That's B-R-E-W-G-R-A-S-S dot for the latest information, show dates, and to purchase music.